There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of us a corner. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, coming at you uh, on the heels of a devastating road loss for your San Diego Loyal and a challenge ahead this weekend. Uh, We're going to get you all of the information you need to know heading into the weekend, uh, where to watch the match, where to hang out with all of the incredibly attractive people who uh, support this team. And um, speaking of uh, attractive people that help us support this team, uh, our producer, John Cross, is here. John, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for that introduction there. Of course, of course. And uh, we do have uh, a guest this week. Who's who's joining us? We have Eric Wilkie joining us. Eric, a returning champion. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, well, you know, you know. Okay, let's just get this right out of the way. Um, you know, we've been kind of bummed out with this whole MLS thing in general, and I'm really actually kind of excited that I have a new reason to be depressed, and that's the performance of uh, San Diego Loyal uh, on the road uh, lately. Um, well, and at home now that I'm now that I think about it. So. Uh, gosh, uh, I don't, I don't even know where to start. John, how are you feeling after Saturday's two-nil uh, loss to the Oakland Roots? I, you know, it almost feels a little comical at this point. We, we can't. I don't know what it is. Oakland has a couple of good opportunities, and they always seem to put them away. And I, Eric and I were talking about this a little bit pre-show and, you know, we get a couple of good opportunities and Godette comes up huge, right? They're goalkeeper for Oakland. And we just, we just can't seem to find the, the right combinations, the right things at the right time when we play Oakland. And it's, uh, I don't know, it used to be frustrating and now it's just, I don't know. I'm waiting. I can, I'm waiting for the time we can celebrate a victory. Hopefully, it's at home the next time we play them. But they have our number right now. Absolutely, for sure. Um, last two times we've played them, we've given up five and scored none. So, hasn't been too good of a going against Oakland lately. Their goalkeeper just seems to have the game of his life every time they play us. Um, <clears throat> even when we get close and think we might walk away with the victory, they get a draw somehow. It's just, it's like John said, it's just kind of ridiculous at this point, how much of a bogey team they are for us. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not normally one who buys into like this team just has our number because, you know, the lineups change, the coaches change, but it is strange that uh, we seem to have so much trouble with this team. Um, This time, some notable differences and uh, some notable absences from the lineup. Uh, Charlie Adams is still out. Uh, 
Coca Vegas, the starting goalkeeper, is out with an unknown injury. Uh, not that I think this was uh, the cause of the loss. Certainly not uh, in the case of our keeper, because I think the um, youngster Duran Free did an admirable job. He, I don't know what that word was. An admirable job <laughs> uh, in in goal. He, uh, you know. The first one, there's not much he could do. And the second one, you know, uh, his back line really uh, left him out to dry on that. Um, incredibly, uh, you might uh, not know this about me, but um, I was really mad uh, when I saw that happening. <laughs> In fact, uh, I was at the watch party at, at Novo Brazil, and I started screaming at the screen uh, like, a, like an absolute lunatic. Uh, I was... <laughs> incensed that uh we were going to lose one nil and uh we gifted that that goal it was almost like a, an assist to their their attacking player and uh you know what, what's the kid going to do you know you're one-on-one with somebody you know nine times out of ten they're they're going to get you and a, a very frustrating kind of exclamation point on that beat down and and that really solidified it as a beat down in my estimation um and i didn't look at the numbers you know i don't do any research for this podcast uh, if you want if you want <laughs> research and numbers you know we have a podcast for that this one is all about vibes and i feel like we are just not getting uh it's not like we're not creating chances but uh we're we're, we're either not creating the right chances or not taking uh, chances when they come uh, in search of that extra pass for a better chance. I, so many times I'm just like, just boot the ball towards the goal. Quit, <laughs> quit playing this cutesy uh, passing passing game. You know, in the in the in the in the attacking third. I, I don't know what's uh, either one of y'all can jump on that. I'm ju- I'm just so incensed with this team's performance. Well, yeah, I think we do tend to want to dribble right up to the six-yard box and shoot from there. And I I agree, we need to put pressure on the keeper from long range, kind of like when Jack Blake was here and he would just let it rip, you know, or, you know, Kyle Vassell as well. Just make the goalkeeper do something. But granted, last Saturday, uh, the goalkeeper did do something. He stopped uh, Conway from point-blank range. Uh, Collier had that beautiful little uh, back heel flip to Toomey. We had a could have put it anywhere, but put it right at the keeper. So I think we are creating chances, but I would tend to agree with you, Andrew. We need to just put some balls on target from anywhere. You know, you don't have to dribble right up to the keeper and shoot it at him. Just, you know, if you're open, just have a rip at it, you know. No, I could have sworn that uh, we signed uh, a speedy uh, goal scorer in the offseason who thrives in the (laughs) counterattack. And uh, playing long balls and in space and, and through balls. Um, gosh, it's crazy to see him try to uh, be effective in a system that doesn't seem to want to feed him the ball where he's most effective. Yeah, it's, that's, it's an that's... interesting choice, certainly. I, I thought it was an interesting choice when they signed him. He didn't seem like he was necessarily the right fit, at least the way we had played historically. I thought maybe they were looking to switch a little bit, try try something a little different, and they don't seem 
again, if you want a better breakdown, watch Bum's Breakdown, because we're just fans talking about stuff. So I, I just, he does seem to thrive. I, any, anytime, when, well, let me go back, when he was successful with Orange County, I mean, that's what they played, kind of a counterattacking style. Give him space to run onto the ball because he's blazing fast, you know, and give him the chance to get in there on the keeper. And we just, we don't play that way. We almost never... I don't even think we'd look for that pass very often. And then when we do get it to him, he's he's got more players around him and he, he does I don't I don't think that's the kind of game that he Well that is not where he, he thrives, thrives is whenever yeah. he's surrounded by defenders because I don't know uh what he weighs or how tall he is, but um uh, <laughs> there's you know, I think there's kids in sixth grade who 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 would you know leer over him. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, he, he we've seen him, uh, and this is a, something teams have done. They play very physical with him, and when you watch games, uh, maybe not on TV because some of this happens away from the ball, but he's on the ground a lot. He's constantly getting knocked down. Um, so, yeah, uh, space isn't there for him, and, and he seems to not be able to find a way to assert himself in our offensive system. And I think uh, the absence of Charlie Adams uh, plays a big role in that as well. That's because huge. We count on Charlie to unlock the defense with his passing those through balls and look for the space to put Domus in, right? So I don't think they've actually played a lot together, honestly. I mean, I just, like uh, Andrew, I didn't do any research either, but that's just my gut instinct is that I don't feel they've been on the field a lot together and they just haven't built that chemistry. But um I feel like last season we did play that a little bit with Vassell, like to have him hold up, uh, get the ball to him and have him hold up. And I see it. We try to do that with Domus uh, every once in a while, but it just so far has not been a very effective season for him, unfortunately. I will say uh, one positive uh, out of this uh, match was our watch party at Novo Brazil uh, Brewing Restaurant in the Otay Ranch Mall. Uh, Eric, were you were you out there? Uh, unfortunately, I had uh, other obligations, so I had to wallow in my own misery at home <laughs> watching that <laughs> game. <laughs> I did see some photos, though. Looks like uh, uh, Jerry and the Duffies, Nick and other Duffies, uh, had some uh, fun times there at Novo watch party. Uh, I saw the picture, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? I, I know you love the beer at Novo. Uh, were you at the You know what? Point? I found one. I found one uh, that was pretty good. Acceptable. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty good. It was the um, one of the West Coast IPAs, uh, and it was fine. And that's what I had. There was some uh, tequila from the, the kit sponsor there. Uh, so there were samples of the tequila available for those who you know, chose to go that route. There were also like some drinks. Anyway, it was, you know, pretty good. It was, this was a club's watch party, but it was very well attended. Uh, probably not as much as the Elsmith. I feel like the Elsmith watch party had uh, considerably more people, but. And I don't know. I, it felt it might've been, but I think Elsmith, we were just kind of packed in and it was just mm -hmm. us and we were in a more enclosed space. I was surprised when I was standing in the back talking with some people. I, we had our core group that was together at, at the, the many tables they had for us, but there were still people in jerseys I was looking around that were further away from our group. So 
I think we just weren't as condensed as we mm -hmm. were at Alesmith, but it was a it was a good turnout, and as always, it was a fun fun time at the watch party. So, um, speaking of watch parties, I know we have another one coming up, but I think uh, we're going to save that a little bit. John, um, what else do we need to hit when we're talking about the uh, the last week? I know you've got some shout outs queued up. Yeah, I got some shout outs. The first thing, just breaking news here. We were just talking about Jerry Ibarra. He just popped in the chat and the pub team, pub quiz team just won tonight again. So I don't know where they are in the standings, but congratulations to them. Also, for those who didn't know, we were talking about the Oakland match and um, Duran Furry is up for save of the week. So if you haven't had a chance to go in there and vote, uh, he did have a couple of good saves, really good saves in that match. Um, so go on the USL site or in the app and vote for him for save of the week. We did have a bunch of people who went out to Oakland. I know we have Dylan in the chat right now. Dylan, who's one of our co-hosts on Bums Breakdown. He was up there. We had, I don't know, I saw a picture. It looked like there were 20 plus total people who were up and around in that picture representing the locals up there in Oakland. So they... Judging from what I'm seeing in the chat, looks like they had a, a good time. I hung out with the couple of the Oakland supporter groups uh, before, at least pre-match, and seemed like they had a good time. So we will try to do a good job hosting them when they come out and treat, treat them either at Coronado, or I don't know if we're going to have a bums barking lot for that game or not, but uh, hopefully we can, <laughs> we can finally get our victory on the field over Oakland for that match. Um, but those are key things for the game. I do have a couple other um, shout-outs that I wanted to do. I don't know how many people saw it. It's been shared in Discord and on social media, but American TIFO, which is like a digital magazine about soccer, uh, I think they're on Substack, but they, I think I have the article up here. Let me see if I can pull it up. But there was a good profile that they did. I think it was released on Sunday about the locals. So if you have, let's see if this is it here. Give me one second. There we go. American TIFO. So how San Diego supporters are staying loyal and local. I thought this was a very good and fair profile of us as a supporter group and kind of how we plan to fit in to our San Diego soccer culture as things are changing over the next couple of years. And some good, real good quotes here from Jason Radcliffe and Nick Duffy, two of the people on our leadership team here at the local. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, look them up online, American TIFO, or a link to the article is in Discord. And then we also have the team did a quick profile on Paul Naku. It is, or May is uh, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So, um, Paul has helped out with some things in the past, but they did a little profile on Paul on social media. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know, did either of you guys see that? I did, yeah. Looks like it was uh, really cool. Uh, good good to see him get the recognition he deserves. He works so hard, uh, not only with, in, in the community, but also uh, running the Fiends uh, supporters group as well. Uh, so really, really nice to see that from the club for him. Yeah, and there were the pictures, a lot of them were done out at the bridge where they started the original bridge barcada. 
And for those of you, you may know Paul as part of the Fiends and a lot of the artwork and pins and stickers and decals and things he brings to the matches and hands out a lot of times and helps people put some merch stuff together. Mm -hmm. But he was also one of the original founders of Bridge Barcada and uh, a very big champion on our San Diego soccer scene and just getting people to get out and play. And one of the things Bridge Barcada has done, Paul would put this in um, Discord as well. But let me pull this one up now. Uh, it looks like they're looking for some people to help out at the CONCACAF Champions League final. So there is a link to this form. The only request, so this is coming up this weekend, and I'm looking at the form live right now. So it's it's still open. I guess they're still looking for people, but you would need to be in there to help out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, but one of the things they ask here at the end, if you do it, and how were you referred? Since Paul put this out there for us in our Discord, we would like to, or he has requested that you reference Bridge Barcada there if you choose to fill out this form and get up there to LA, I guess, right? For this, for the CONCACAF Champions League final this weekend. This isn't going to require crossing any picket lines, is it? Why are they asking <laughs> for volunteers? I, I'm not really sure. I, I'm guessing it sounds like it's for some of the celebratory stuff that they're doing. I'm sure. In, I'm sure everything stadium. is on the up and up and <laughs> as to why they can't pay people. All right. And then a couple last things. Uh, Pride Razor is coming up. Uh, I, I did not get any word before the start of the show. So we should be getting information any second now about our Pride Razor coming up because it's starting here in just a couple of days. But again, for those who are new, we usually, um, part of it is we pledge based on the goals that the loyal might want to up that pledge this year, y'all, because uh, <laughs> I'm scoring a lot of goals. So uh, <laughs> maybe uh, bump that five up to a 10. And, uh, you know, you can always give more at the end of the month if things right. keep going the way they're going. <laughs> I am one of those people who are I mentioned it last week I'm going to be bumping mine up I usually do 5 I'm going to be doing 10 this year and that was part of some of the things we talked about last week just the whole the way the world is right now I'm going to be given just a little bit more this year for Pride Razor there's a yeah and uh, then, I, I mentioned yeah, it go ahead. Was that the cops? Has somebody got their uh, yeah, I don't know. scanner going? Okay. <laughs> got the scanner. <laughs> um, you know, I mentioned it last week, and I'm going to say it again this week because this is really the only place that I – the only platform I really have to talk about this stuff. But, uh, yeah, um, guess what? There's a, a very active and very robust anti-LGBTQ hate movement uh, sweeping the country. You may have seen – uh, a bunch of uh, really uh, questionable right-wing influencers walking through Target filming themselves uh, in front of Pride displays, uh, various politicians jumping on this, uh, people uh, harassing Target employees. The uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter. The uh, I guess there's like a Target employee subreddit where people are sharing some of these horror stories. This is all just part and parcel to our kind of a political landscape right now. 
lot of us, uh, myself included, feel pretty powerless in, in the face of a, a resurgent, you know, uh, discriminatory kind of uh, movement like this. And uh, this is one avenue where you can do something. Uh, and, and even if it's just something as as trite as uh, forking over some money, but uh, the fact is that this money goes to something good that actually does help people. So um, I encourage everybody to uh, give something within your means, of, of course, but I feel like uh, for me, there's just a, an extra sense of urgency this year uh, because of uh, what what these folks are, are facing in, in, in the face of such a, uh, a, a just a really out there uh, movement, uh, a hate movement right now, which um, I, one year ago, it, I mean, not, don't get me wrong, things haven't been good, but there's something else happening right now. And, and I'm, I'm very aware of that and, and will be have that in mind as I'm uh, figuring my my pledge. Yep. So once again, if you can pledge as much as you want for the goals or even pledge a little early on, I mean, anything will help, even a dollar a goal. And you can always round up, as Andrew said, you can always give more at the end. You know, you hey, wait, they might only score go. one goal this month. We got San Antonio, we got Sacramento. Uh, we we got what? the tough schedule. <laughs> yeah, these are teams that aren't giving up a whole lot of goals. So um yeah, bad month for Pride Razor, but let's uh you know, you don't have to you don't you can always give more. Yeah, hopefully uh we get a good amount of donations from uh, the local community here. I remember in the past that uh, the chairman AV has uh matched I think uh what we raised, so I don't know if he's going to do that again this season or not, but you know, whatever we can do to help the community that's in, in trouble like Eddie said, I think uh can uh, please do yeah and and speaking along the lines of giving as well some other opportunities we mentioned these last week they're up on the discord as well the team now this is done through the team but they've reached out to see if anybody from the supporter group would be interested next tuesday uh, at the ronald mcdonald house they need some volunteers to help cook and serve some dinner so again some more information on that is in the discord but that would be next tuesday june 6th on the 8th, which is Thursday, they need about seven people to help with food distribution at the ASYMCA. Again, some more information about that is on Discord. And then also on the 8th, there's a late afternoon, early evening beach cleanup with the Rob Machado Foundation. We need about 50 people, and they're going to be cleaning up at Seaside, which is that South Cardiff State Beach area. Um, so again, information is on our Discord for the Discord for those. And then speaking of Pride, we are planning on marching in our Pride Parade in July. So that's going to be the 15th. So just there's more information to come later, but keep that on your radar. And that should be all the big news. You know, I, I was uh, speaking of big news. Uh, we do have another match this Saturday, and uh, we mentioned it a little bit. But uh, your San Diego Loyal are making the uh, difficult flight, um, which I think I mentioned last week, the difficult flight to San Antonio, uh, given that there's not very many direct flights from San Diego anymore. Uh, and uh, this is a pretty good team, and we're <laughs> not in the best form right now. So 
Um, yeah, what's on the uh, watch party plan for this weekend, John? Well, speaking of you know where they are, they're San Antonio sitting in third right now, and we're sitting in fourth, so it is a tight game for the standings. And I don't know if anybody is heading out to San Antonio. I haven't seen any chatter on the Discord. So if you want to watch it with some locals, we are back to our usual watch party locations. So in the South Bay, it's Caburros. Head on down there. If you're in the North Park area and you want to go to Fair Play, that's one of our other options. Or if you're North County Coastal, you can head out to Northern Pine Brewing. But those will be our three official locations for people in various areas of the county to head out and hang out with some locals and watch the game and hopefully celebrate a victory against San Antonio. Yeah, so uh, that game is uh, in the central time zone, so plan accordingly. Uh, I think it's a, a six, six o'clock kickoff. Six o'clock. Um. Gosh, I, what do you think, Eric? How are, how are we looking against the uh, San Antonio? Well, uh, I really am interested to see if we get any, anybody back from injury. Uh, Charlie Adams especially um, really helps with our <clears throat> midfield and our attacking. But um, I don't know. To be honest, I am. I would be happy with a draw in San Antonio. I'm just, like you said, our form isn't looking too great. And uh, they're a tough opponent. They have Barr as goalkeeper. He's amazing as well. So um, one of uh, games against good goalkeepers just continues at this point. But, you know, I'd be happy with a 1-1 or a 0-0 draw. Um, if we won, I'll be ecstatic. It's Pride Razor. We need uh, we need a three three draw, four 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 draw. No, oh, man, three zero victory. What are you talking about? <laughs> but he's gonna have a draw. We gotta, you know, we need to up our goal our goal total. He's he's okay, saying he... three 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 then. Three, three. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling super confident. Um, unless unless uh, Charlie is back in the lineup. Um, I I, I just I mean these last uh, few matches, you know, I'm going to, I mean, you guys listen to me week in and week out, you know, I don't know much about this sport, but like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know about it, but I don't know how to watch it in a way where I understand what each player is bringing to the field. Right. Um, clearly you don't know what you got until they're gone because the team has is in noticeably poorer form uh, when Charlie is not on the pitch, and that's something that even an idiot like me can can see. Yeah, I you know I still I mean we're we're sitting in fourth right now, and and we're all not happy with our play, but we're we're I mean if you look at everything in full context, we're we're still right there, and we've been I, even. I haven't been happy with our goal scoring clearly this year, but I also, I mean, other than that was a terrible flub we had for that second goal on Oakland, but generally our defense has been stronger and of a whole team. I don't feel that imminent late game collapse like we had to, like I felt fairly consistently for the first few years. I just feel even in Oakland, we gave away so much, uh, the possession we just 
passes, we we passed right to Oakland. Like we had a buildup going, and we we just weren't connecting our passes. And I I feel like we are just like a half click away from really opening up and breaking open teams. Like it's just off, and it's just off enough that it's really killing us. And if we can make those connections, because there are a lot of positives out there on the field, I just like as soon as we get that, maybe getting Charlie back will help, but. You know, if we can start making those connections again and really connect those passes and not be quite as, I don't know, I'll say lazy with them. You know, sometimes they're just not quite as crisp. The first touch is not quite as clean. If we can just clean up a couple of those things, I think we're still a good team. We can still take on, we can compete with any of the other teams in the league. We've just, I feel like we've just been off these last few games. Yeah, yeah um, good. Oh, I was gonna say I, I agree with that. Sometimes the, the passes look just not quite where they want want them to go. They're just not quite hitting them right. Uh, but I will say one thing that I do like is the the way they keep grinding and fighting all the way to the end. Even if they're not making those passes, you can see that the fight's still in it. So it's not like they've given up. So that right. is one thing that I'm uh, definitely happy to see in the team. So, um, I. I want to make sure that uh, I want to I want to talk about uh, something good that's coming up because I know it's been pretty negative and we got to play uh, San Antonio, which is never fun. Um, although we did beat them once last year. <clears throat> uh, the next weekend, we are finally back at home. Uh, that is against the uh, Sacramento Republic. Uh, that's June 9th. Uh, 7 p.m. So our long drought of of home matches will end with two back-to-back weekends of soccer at Torero following uh, Sacramento. Uh, This very San Antonio team will be welcomed into the, uh, well, it's not a fortress anymore, I guess, but uh, welcome back to the grounds of Torero, where um, we used to be pretty good. So uh, maybe I have some recency bias here, but uh, just like worst case scenario, trying to look at some positives. Even if we drop points on the road in San Antonio, we have opportunities at home right behind them to uh, get some statement wins and uh you know that's where i'm going to find my uh my happiness and positivity right now is those two home matches coming up after this uh this road match yeah i'm looking forward to the sacramento game for sure it's friday night uh which we haven't had one of those yet so that'll be great um i'm expecting a lot of energy and uh hopefully a sellout for that game because like you said they've been road warriors the last few weeks here so it'll be nice to be with everybody back at Toro and try to reestablish it as our fortress we'll say so i i feel good about that match actually the thing uh, about home winning streaks is that uh to start one you've got to win one so if we uh, or unbeaten streak whatever you know maybe we had a draw but there was an unbeaten streak it ended um so hey it's time to to start another one and that's definitely in the realm of possibility that's good. I, I still think we can compete with any of these teams. We just, and I, I do think once it starts clicking, we'll, we'll see a very different team out there. Um, 
Yeah, if it's, it doesn't, it's, it's going to be frustrating. <laughs> you know, that's the thing about this league. It's like we, we see this and, and I talk about it all the time. It's like there's the margins like there's not a big gulf between any of these teams bottom to top. Uh, you know, it's you know, standings can be very deceptive in USL and a team might look unbeatable one week. You know, San Antonio beat uh, was it Louisville? Uh, they yeah, Louisville, they beat them like seven to nothing and then turn around and lost. So, um, you know, it's uh, not it's not a, it's not like whenever you're like watching, you know, the big clubs of the Premier League beat up on the the the, the teams fighting relegation. You know, there is not that kind of a, a golf in class in in USL. So it's never impossible. Uh, Orange County won the championship two seasons ago. And heading into the playoffs, nobody, nobody was giving them nobody. a chance. And one of the key pieces to that championship team is wearing Tory Green this season. So let's let's use him the way we know he's effective. That's that's right. <laughs> uh, John, do we have any uh, house cleaning items or uh, more shout-outs that we need to? hit upon uh just a couple of bum tv programming notes uh bums breakdown probably won't be out before thursday i believe they're going to be recording it tomorrow with the i know with dylan being out of town and being a three-day weekend's kind of messed up their schedule a little bit so i believe they're recording tomorrow night so usually they record monday or tuesday so that will probably be delayed by at least a day from when it normally comes out uh, we probably will not have a kicking it with the locals this week again. We're still trying to work out some scheduling things, so I'll put out the plea one more time. If there's anybody who'd like to help us with the scheduling and help uh, coordinate some of that, that would really help us get some of our get the interviews back going for this interview show. But we are expecting, looking ahead to a couple supporter groups, to have um, Tower Bridge Battalion before they come down for the home match. Uh, that week, and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds before they come out, who, uh, if anybody's not paying attention to the Open Cup, have one of the USL teams that have made it to the final eight. So, Who are these we'll SGs? That's that's the Pittsburgh... I, I'm not the... sure. Bridge it's deal in their name. I'm trying to remember. What's the Bridge Battalion? Tower Bridge Battalion. That's Sacramento's. Sacramento, yeah. Okay. So we, we will end... Um, sorry, I'm, I'm going to save that for later. What I was going to say, that's not, that's going to just get us off onto another topic here. Um, oh, but oh, we will be having, come on, no, come no. on, let's go. <laughs> we'll save that My for favorite the lounge. Thing. <laughs> um, and then I think that's it for, for what we have for our shows and stuff. The rest of my stuff we'll talk about in the lounge. Perfect. So, yeah, uh, if you're listening right now uh, at 9 p.m., we will have the uh, Locals Only Lounge where we will delve into the topics that John refuses to bring up <laughs> right now while we're all here, uh, which is fine. That's 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 the way we're going to do it. <laughs> um, if you're listening on your 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 podcast app, it's the uh, it's the show that uh, populated your feed directly after before this after. one yeah. after there you go um also if you are watching on youtube and you haven't done it yet please hit the subscribe button uh 
help us out to grow the channel. Uh, we do want to unlock some power user features, and we are this close to that goal. Only about 900 more subscribers to go. So, <laughs> you know what? Uh, all it takes is one, and then 899 more. So we we keep plug. We get a few more every week. We keep plugging away. We're getting closer and closer. So help us reach our goal, uh, and um, like and subscribe. Um, you know, rate the podcast on your your podcasting app. All of that stuff helps. Uh, and, you know, we want to keep bringing all of this uh, high quality content to your uh, to your uh, media consumption diet. Um, John, where can people find you? Uh, best place to find me is on Discord at John Cross. And before I turn it back to you, I'd like to thank both Tay Tay and Jason for helping me out. Steel Army is the supporter group for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Eric, are you joining us for the lounge, Eric? Are you are you coming back? Uh, unfortunately, I am not going to be in the lounge, but I will be listening to you guys later. Um, so I'm sure you will discuss lots of great topics that John won't let you know what they are yet, though. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 getting ready for it. I'm ready. I'm already raring to go. Uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Eric D. Wilkie, and then also in the Discord at Eric Wilkie. So one of those two spots is usually best. All right. And, and in 109. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'm Andrew Dyer. I'm on Twitter at Andrew P. Dyer. Uh, still don't have the Blue Sky invite, but I'm going to stop asking for it because it's sad and pathetic. So we'll be back at 9 p.m. and we'll see you then. Thank you, everyone, for, for watching and listening. Bye. Any day, no forever, no